You're listening to HR Mavericks, a weekly podcast featuring leading small business HR professionals who share their experiences and insights to help you know how to turn your HR processes and employee experience into a strategic business advantage. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the next episode of the HR Mavericks podcast. I'm Garrett Justice, and today I'm joined by Ramon Robinson, who's an HR business partner at Pathways and also a small business HR consultant. Ramon, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Garrett. Thank you for asking. Happy to be here. We're happy to have you on the show today. I know you recently found the HR Mavericks community and have just been getting involved in it. So we're super excited to have you on the show and to learn from you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I am obsessed with the concept of HR Maverick because I like the idea of changing the narrative of HR. And I think that this is a very great way to start. Awesome. Well, we share that vision for sure. So before we jump into our topic today, tell our listeners just a little bit more about you and your background. Okay, sure. So I am a duly certified HR professional. So I do have a SHRM certification and an HRCI certification. I have been doing human resources for the past seven years. I have consulted in areas like performance management, employee relations, employee engagement, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, employee communication, conflict management, emotional intelligence, compensation and benefits, the list go on and on. All the all those core competencies in HR, I am able to support. I'm going to have to turn the podcast hosting over to you here in a minute because I think you're much more qualified than me on all of these topics. So that's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we're super excited to have you on the show today. And, you know, when you and I talked about, you know, what do we talk about today on this episode, you kind of pitched this idea of the CHRO or a chief human resources officer and why every company needs one. It's and it's a title that definitely exists at many larger companies. It doesn't exist at many mid-sized or smaller companies. And we want to talk a little bit about that because, you know, you kind of come from the standpoint of every company needs that CHRO. And so really to start us off on that path, tell us a little bit more about why you wanted to talk about this topic. The reason I wanted to talk about why all companies need a CHRO is because having that HR presence in executive leadership and someone that is reporting to the CEO of that organization helps to push the HR agenda in a specific way. It moves, it creates Tros are responsible, or sometimes in other organizations, they're called chief people officers. They're responsible for aligning the strategic people goals, initiatives to those of the organization. And sometimes when there is not that person to represent the people function or HR in organizations, human resources professionals that are working in that organization, supporting those organizations, they tend to become burnout, they become frustrated, and they don't have any form of personal development for themselves. There's nobody to invest in their career as a person, so they're, they don't feel like they're growing. And so I think that all organizations deserve a CA because they help to align those people ops and business ops in all organizations. Yeah, I'm so glad that we're talking about this topic today, Ramon. Uh, seriously, I think that one of the things that I have seen, you know, from doing all of these interviews and just working in this space in the last little bit, especially with small businesses, is that too often HR 
is an administrative function rather than a strategic function. Yet almost everyone will tell you, you know, our people are our most important asset. We know we have to take care of our people. There's just such a disconnect there, you know? So I love this topic, but I do want to play devil's advocate a little bit and just push on this topic with you a little bit, right? So why is it that, um, especially when we talk about small businesses, why don't you think more small businesses have a CHR or a CPO? Like what's you know, preventing them from having this, this role and also just generally elevating HR, the HR function to be more strategic. So I'm going to say a lot of things, but before I go through that, I'm, I want to start from the business aspect and the business standpoint. Yeah. Having a CHR or a C, CPO is um, expensive. I'm going to, I have to acknowledge that. And so for many s- small businesses starting out, they don't have that salary in their budget. But what I can also say is being a CHRO or a CPO, it is a mindset as well. Um, so there is some, you want to make sure that you can hire an HR professional with the budget that you have or a, an independent contractor or consultant who is going to align your strategic people functions to that of your business. Because as you mentioned, you know, a lot of companies say, or people are big assets, but they don't have anybody that is developing the, the, that those assets. And so that, that becomes a challenge. And as, as well, the reason for me choosing this topic too is I worked for organizations where HR professionals reported to different business leaders like a CFO or a COO. And it's, I'm not saying that those people aren't, you know, great at leadership, but there are some things that they don't have. They don't understand those core HR competencies. And if you're reporting to someone who do not have that background to assist you and, you know, be a resource for you. Are you truly developing as an HR professional? And that understanding is key. A lot of people also see HR as black and white. And so they, it's a check in the box. I've worked for organizations where hiring managers tells me, I can do your job. And it's just hiring and firing people. And I cringe yeah. and I, you know, I say, oh, okay. That is, I, and I, I have to also respect their point of view. But what I do is I also explain, I say HR is more than that. HR is having an understanding of the different state laws, the different federal laws, making sure that all employees are treated fairly, understanding doing market research for different compensation and mm-hmm. making sure that you're paying people adequately. We're also responsible for your external presence in the sense of marketing because if you are not treating your employees well by the click of a button someone can go on Glassdoor, someone can go on linkedin and say this company doesn't treat us well and so we are responsible for that entire experience and scrubbing the, all of those negative re- reviews from the internet making sure that we're creating a space that is an inclusive culture for all people understanding how to communicate inclusively for all employees so that is something that i would say that has propelled or driven me to wanting to have that conversation today about why all organizations need a CHRO. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And I can imagine there's probably small business owners and leaders who are saying, well, I mean, I care about my people. Like I'm the one who's taking care of my people as the CEO or, you know, as a CFO or COO, someone who is really, you know, involved in that. And so what would your response be to, you know, a small business owner or leader that says that? I think you hinted at some of it already with, you know, without the full context and experience across different HR disciplines, there's pitfalls that even a well-intentioned leader can come up across. But 
you know, what, what explain that a little bit more to us. What would you say to a small business owner with that mindset? I would say I am not being accusatory. I'm not saying that you don't care about people, but do you have that deep background into understanding how people are and what motivates them to come to work and you know how to keep them engaged and understanding that it's not a one size fit all for different people. You have to understand each and every employee. And sometimes organizations do like they say, okay, we're having an employee engagement activity and it is it is linked to their personal preferences or their cultural backgrounds. And they don't understand like, you know, they have different employees and, you know, this is now a global market and employees are from different backgrounds. And so that this is where HR comes in to say, okay, let's make a diversity calendar. Let's do some of these things. Let's learn about these different backgrounds. So yes, you have this, like I know for some organizations that I've worked with in the past, they had like they would put up like Christmas decorations and you know the use of the word Christmas and I would look at it and I would you know cringe and I would say what about your you know Christmas is you know I know that it's a big thing in our you know in our culture and you know though I may though personally I may celebrate Christmas somebody else may not and so yeah. this is now where religion creeps in and it's just to make them aware of those those personal biases that we have just starting with those little things and you know beginning those conversations will be like oh you know because they are they may not also be doing it to be malicious this is just their personal experience and this is what is a part of their culture so they think that you know everybody else would appreciate this but you know that may offend someone sure so that is why hr is important and that is why we say we we go deeper than beyond just caring for people but understanding people in their backgrounds and making sure that we're ensuring that workplaces or being inclusive. Yeah. It's such great points. I mean, I think that, you know, not only is it like, like we talked about previously, not only is it an administrative function, right. Where you got to check the box on certain things. There's a lot of compliance related things, but it's also a strategic function. It's how do you attract and retain the best people to help your business grow? And how do you help them be most productive and feel a part of something bigger than themselves? Because ultimately that's going to produce the best business outcomes, right? And that's not something that you can, you know, haphazardly just hope, cross your fingers and hope that it happens, right? It's something that truly is strategic and it takes, you know, someone with expertise, just like you would hire an expert in to lead your sales or your marketing or whatever it is. You know, if your people are your most important asset, it's important to make sure that you treat them as such and approach them from a strategic standpoint, how you take care of them. So I I love that. So the next question I have for you really is as a small business grows, when should a small business hire someone either with the CHRO or CPO title or just someone who can own the people operations, HR related stuff from a more strategic standpoint? Like, is there a certain size? I know it varies across industry and company type and everything, but, you know, as you talk to small businesses, when would you advise them to really start looking for and hiring for that role? I would say if I should give a number, I would say 50. I think, you know, once you reach 50 employees, that is that at that point in time, you have a lot of different personalities. At that point in time, you will have like a different, a lot of different reporting, different reporting structures. I think for me personally, I think that you need a dedicated HR person from you are designing your business, but I get that may not always be the case. And 
my recommendation is to have a consultant. If you can't afford, you can have an independent contractor where you pay per project because having that expert HR knowledge from the foundation of your business is important. But I understand that there are also some budgetary constraints when you're starting a business. And so I believe that once you reach 50 employees, you should be able to you know, hire somebody that is dedicated to HR as well. And then make sure that you are of the understanding as well that HR professionals are not just here to do an administrative um just their roles aren't just going to be solely administrative. So don't say, okay, the administrative assistant that we hired when the business started is great. You can be your HR manager or you can be, that is not the only, <laughs> that is not the only thing that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to have, of course, like a background and, you know, different um, certifications, different education, different experience in HR that can help you build your business to progress. So you don't want to take someone that is new to HR to progress your business. That is a new business. They don't have the experience or the, they can be mentored or partnered or coached with somebody who would have had the experience who can guide them to make sure that they are going to help the people function of your business. Yeah, that makes total sense. Awesome. Well, I, the next thing I want to transition to a little bit is you mentioned previously that, you know, some of this comes from your previous experience in, you know, an HR department of one. And I want to understand that experience just a little bit more and what lessons you kind of learned along the way that have kind of shaped how you feel about, you know, HR and how to be a better people leader. Tell us a little more about that. So yes, I will. I will definitely share my experience as an HR department of one. I will start off by saying, if you can just just for a moment have that visual of a, a hamster running on a wheel. I, <laughs> <laughs> most days, that's what was happening to me. That's who I was. But in all seriousness, though, where that is concerned is you have to have the mindset to say. I am going to, I am going, I am responsible for the people function of this organization. Nobody else. When um, there would be times when I'd be in meetings and there would be HR decisions and they would be like, let's have a vote. I would be like, respectfully, you don't get a vote. I'm the only HR professional in here. Unless you're going to consult with another HR professional outside, Mm -hmm. then we can make a decision. I don't come into finance and say, okay, I want to vote on finance. Or I don't go into marketing and say, I want to vote on marketing. So you have to be assertive. You have to know when to say, you have to know to push back. You have to know that you are doing this for, to for the development of the organization. I think that as as HR professionals, some of us, we are afraid of conflict. I always tell people conflict is a good thing. You will not work in an environment and not have conflict. It is how you present your points across. I always brought research. I always bring my point of view. I always try to take it from the different leaders that I'm supporting their point of view. I also had a lot of network. I had a lot of colleagues that supported me. I'm a part of the SHRM chapter in my local city. So I reach out for resources and they were able to help me in some of the things that I needed. I have, I personally have my own mentor in HR. So that was all, that person's also a great resource for me as well. So even though I was an HR department of one, I had a bunch of resources. And I, when I tell you books are your best friend, magazines are your best friends, any article that you can find online, um, 
Like HR Mavericks, right? That's part of the reason <laughs> like, why we started it. Yeah. Yes, like HR Mavericks, I will be contributing very soon as well. So those those resources were very helpful. And what I would recommend to those anyone that is a department of one is to make sure that you create the mindset of a CHRO. I am responsible for the people function of this organization. Don't be afraid to, you know, respectfully disagree. Don't let, because you wouldn't go to someone who is not an expert to help you. You wouldn't go to a butcher to be your doctor, or you wouldn't go, you know, you wouldn't go to the supermarket if you need medical care. So think of it like that, you know, be like, I'm going to own this HR process because I'm the only one that they've trusted with it. And I'm going to make sure that I'm doing, doing it some justice. Yeah. I really like that last point that you said, because I think a lot of times, you know, we talked multiple times about you know, elevating the role of HR to be less administrative, more strategic. And I think a lot of times that starts with whoever is owning the people function initially. And a lot of small businesses, it might be that administrative assistant or the office manager who takes that on initially. And if you are that person who often we call them the accidental HR person, right? They just kind of fell into it. A lot of times there are people, that's where they start. That's where they get their start in HR. They kind of get asked to do this or kind of forced into it. And then they realize they love it. And if you're one of those people, you know, and you want to continue to elevate that HR function across your company, then gain the knowledge, gain the resources through all of those things that you just said from, you know, certifications through online learning, through connecting with other people. And so that you can play a more strategic role in that function at your company going forward. You know, I think a lot of times that transition area is really hard for companies where you might not be big enough, like, you know, to hire that full-time person, but there's always someone who's responsible for the people in the HR function, it seems. And it starts with them elevating that function to be more strategic and less administrative that helps the whole organization catch the vision of it. Is that right? Yeah, that's awesome. Ramon, this has been such a great chat today. I bet we could talk about this for hours here, but we really appreciate you joining and sharing some of your insights on this topic today. You know, as we get ready to wrap up here, one of the last questions I like to ask most of our guests on the show is really just what's one thing, one tip that you think our listeners should do this week to improve their HR or people functions? I would say if you don't have a formal mentor in HR, I would say this is the time to get one. A lot of HR professionals are are feeling overwhelmed and burnout is real. And that happens to HR professionals as well. I think we get caught up in the taking care of burnout of all the other employees that we forget ourselves. And so that I would say, you know, seek somebody that is that could can be a mentor for you. That person should, you know, they don't have to be, you know, at a very senior executive role. They can just be one step seniority above you or they could be on the same level, but they have more years of experience. Sometimes it's good to get another point of view. And especially if you're working in that HR department of one, you need somebody like that who's going to understand and give you some more guidance as well, because I'm assuming if you're an HR department of one, then there is no HR professional to mentor you and coach you in your organization. So that is would be my recommendation for someone this week. I love that tip. And, you know, I would just add to it. I think a lot of times people get stuck thinking, well, how do I do that? Like, how do I find a formal mentor, right? There's plenty of programs and things out there, but I think, you know, if I could just offer my two cents, the simplest way is find someone who has similar experience, someone you admire, whether 
locally, someone you know, someone on LinkedIn, and just reach out and say, hey, would you mind if I picked your brain on some topics related to you know, HR or whatever it is that you're facing? And then if it's a good fit, then say, hey, would you mind if I do this again? And really, you know, it, it can be that simple sometimes in finding a good mentor who can be that good sounding board for you. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. I agree. Awesome. Well, Ramon, thank you again so much for joining the podcast today. As we wrap up here, if there are listeners that want to get in contact with you and learn more about your background, working with you, or also have follow-up questions on what we talked about today, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Sure. So they can find me at LinkedIn. It's my first Ramon Robinson, HRM. CP and PHR, I think my certifications are attached to my name on LinkedIn. So sometimes when you type in somebody's name and you don't type their certifications, it's a challenge to find them. You can also find me on Instagram. It's my first name underscore last name on Instagram. And also you can send me an email. It's my first name dot my last name at outlook.com. Awesome. Ramon, we'll be sure to drop the links to all of those places you can connect with Ramon in the show notes. So you can find them there if you're listening to this. So Ramon, thank you again for joining the HR Mavericks podcast today. And we hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much for having me. Today, enduring companies know that their people are their most important assets and they invest in helping them excel. But often, small businesses with limited HR resources struggle to manage their people, payroll, and processes efficiently and create an environment where frontline, deskless employees thrive. That's why we created Eddie. Eddie is the all-in-one HR suite built for local businesses that streamlines tedious HR processes and improves the employee experience for frontline workers. With Eddie, you can hire, manage, pay, and engage employees with one easy-to-use software. No headache required. You've already done the hard part by creating a great business. Now let us help you take it to the next level. Visit eddie.com today to request a demo.